0: to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy, two friends, both devoted wives and moms, who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now, here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan.
1: Hey friends, welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez, and I'm thrilled to have my new co-host, LaTan here. Not today. She's not with us today. I have a special guest in the studio or on the phone with me today, but I wanted you to know that we do have a new co-host, LaTan Roland Murphy, in case you missed that episode a couple of weeks ago. We're excited to have her. We are both in the caregiving stage of our lives where we are taking care of our parents and our different schedules don't always mesh up but our hearts are always together to be here and today I am doing... One of my author interviews, I know you are going to love it because you're going to love hearing from my friend and you're going to love the message behind her book. And we're going to jump into that in just a moment. Thanks for joining us for today's show. Real Victory Radio is all about getting ready and equipped for an authentic life of victory. If you've missed any of our previous episodes, you'll want to make sure to go to realvictoryradio.org. RealVictoryRadio.org and listen into the replays. You'll find links to our YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify channels and all the previous episodes of Real Victory Radio. I'd love for you to give us a thumbs up, a five star review. You can even subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. And when you do that and leave a review, it really helps other people find Real Victory Radio and get the message out there. While you're on the website, would you Please check out the Victory Movement. Amy Elaine Ministries is a nonprofit organization, and Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We would love for you to join us with a one-time or monthly gift to help keep Real Victory Radio on the air. By joining the Real Victory movement, the Victory Movement, you help others be encouraged to live a more victorious life in Christ. And we cannot do this without you. So today, I have a special treat for you guys. I have my British friend, Nikki Hardy, with me on the phone. Welcome to the show, Nikki.
2: Oh, it's great to be here, Amy Elaine. Thanks for having me.
1: Nikki and I just spent some time in where she lives, in around Charlotte, North Carolina, and were able to attend a writer's conference together, and I got to hear Nikki speak. And as we were spending time together, I was like... Girl, we are supposed to be doing an interview. We didn't have it scheduled, so we just scheduled it for today. She has a brand new book coming out called Breathe Again, How to Live Well When Life Falls Apart. And we're going to talk about that today. Nikki Hardy is a Brit in the USA, a rectal, yes, rectal cancer survivor pastor's wife, tea drinker, and teller of really bad jokes, which I can attest to. As a speaker and the author of Breathe Again, How to Live Well When Life Falls Apart, she's all about meeting us when life's not fair and embracing the reality that with God, life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full. You can connect with Nikki at her website, NikkiHardy.com, and that's N-I-K-I-H-A-R-D-Y.com. So, Nikki, I'm so excited to have you here.
2: It's great to be here, Amy Elaine. I can't wait to talk about all the book things and how people can live life well, even when it's falling apart around them.
1: Well, I know that you have had a lot of experience in this, and I want you to just start by telling us a little bit more about you and why you wrote this book.
2: Yeah, well, I never started out wanting to be an author, so really, this book came out of my desire to share the message that and the lessons that I learned while I was going through my journey with cancer. And really, that's a message about how life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full. Because, as you know, Amy Elaine, my mum died of cancer. She had aggressive lung cancer. And then six years later, my sister died of the same thing, aggressive lung cancer. And then just six weeks after my sister's funeral, I was diagnosed. And as you read, my wasn't lung cancer. Mine was rectal. But as you can imagine, coming on the back of my mom and my sister and still in the throes of grief, my diagnosis completely shattered my life. You know, um, my life fell apart. And um, so really, I was in this place of grief and pain and overwhelm and worry and fear um but you know i'm a brit i've got a you know stiff and perfectly waxed up a lip and i'm a hardy by name and a hardy by nature and i was determined to survive and so i hunkered down and i was strong but then i had chemo i had radiation i had surgery i had more chemo i had a port um in where they could just plug me into the chemo that was like paint stripper coursing through my veins. And eventually I got to the point where surviving was all I was doing. And what I did was I put my life on hold. There was this kind of, well, when life gets better, then I'll be able to, you know, live life to the full. I'll be able to experience all that God has for me, this abundant, full life that he talks about and he came to give us. But I thought, well, I'm obviously in the storms. I mean, I'm sure your listeners can relate to that. It doesn't have to be cancer; it can be looking after an ageing parent, like you're doing. It could be teenagers that you discover are doing drugs or self-harming. It can be, you know, being in the throes of motherhood and toddlers and po- potty training. It can be longing to get pregnant or longing to find the right guy. Whatever it, whatever it is, and um, and then I thought, well hold on a minute. Is this really right that we have to wait until the storms are over to find the abundant life? Because for so many people, the storm never ends. You know, if you've got depression or chronic pain or you're an amputee or something. And I met people who called themselves cancer thrivers, not cancer survivors. And that was so enticing and so attractive because they were basically saying... Yes, life's hard, but I'm going to jolly well grab hold of the most I can get out of it right in the middle of the mess. And so I really leant into that and decided to thrive, not just survive. And the book came out of that because then I needed to figure out, well, how do I do that? What does that look like practically? And so the book is, is really a practical roadmap for thriving and not just surviving, no matter what life has dumped on you. Um, So yeah, that's kind of where the message and the the desire to just say to people, there's more, there's
1: more in the mess. And I loved how you said, we don't have to put our lives on hold. Or, you know, you said you talked about how you wanted to put your thought, I'm just going to put my life on hold. I'm going to stop right here until life gets better. And sometimes that doesn't Happen, And I want to talk to you about a section in your book where you talk about the different seasons that we are in. And you talk about it in such a unique way. I'm going to read a little bit from the book. It says, but we assume these must be mutually exclusive, separated in time and space, and that it's impossible to experience more than one season at a time. We forget to look for joy in the midst of deep grief or intimacy in a season of loneliness, although we've brought We've bought into the myth that a painful season can't be full, that a time of abundance isn't challenging. I just don't think this is true, you say. That's what this book is all about, smashing this myth and inhaling all God has for us. And that's where that breathe again title comes in. How would you describe a season that you have been in and how you can hold both pain and joy at the same time? What does that look like?
2: Well, it's it's not easy, and I think we do need to be intentional about it. You know, I'm the first to admit that, you know, when life is overwhelming and overwhelming with busyness or overwhelming with difficult stuff, it's very easy to focus on the hard. So we have to be intentional about um turning the other way and looking for the rubies in the rubble, as I like to say. And, you know, these seven practices or tools re- really help us do that. You know, I talk about trusting God when we don't want to and how do we do that and and letting go of the rubbish we believe about ourselves and about God when life falls apart and replacing that with truth about who we are and whose we are. Um, And I talk about, you know, choosing brave and about how it doesn't need to be big, just intentional. And so I think inhaling it in that way, um, that's when we can, you know, laugh when all we want to do is scream. That's when, even when we're lying on a scanning machine or waiting for biopsy results or whatever it is, that we can find some peace in the panic. We can find some comfort in the chaos. And I found that Somehow you can hold hands with both. I don't know how it works, (laughs) you know, but somehow it, you know, with God, we can do that.
1: That's so beautiful. And it's not an easy thing to do, but I do know that there have been times in my life when I have been able to have that peace in moments of complete, just tumultuous chaos going on another thing that you talked about in the book was that soon after you had finished treatment you were asked to preach on the plans god has for us when life gets hard based on scripture and i can just imagine that you were like i don't really want to talk about that or i don't have anything to add to that and You said in your book that you dug deeper into the text and you were surprised to discover how the Israelites had a lot in common with you, how you had a lot in common with them, that they had been exiled in a foreign land. And they were wondering what was happening to all the promises God had made to them. And they were having this terrible time. But at that same time, Jeremiah tells the Israelites to go do things that are you know, life going on to marry, to have children, grow crops, seek the peace with their neighbors, pray for Babylon, their their nation. And you say, in other words, to get on, live life and stop waiting. And you yeah. go on to say, dig deep roots where you are and be present in your present situation. The plans God has in the here and now. And I love the here and now perspective because we don't have to wait till heaven to experience the fullness and the goodness of that John 10:10 10, 10 scripture that abundant life that you were talking about. Do you have anything to add to that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think often we don't just say, well, you know, it's pie in the sky when we die kind of attitude. We think, well, when when this, you know, illness, I'm done with this illness or Once my kids, you know, are off at college, then I'll be able to, or whatever it is, we we wait for the next season. And I think what Jeremiah is saying, you know, God has plans to prosper us and give us hope and a future. But that hope is present today now as well and to stop waiting you know it's not just pie in the sky when you die there's cake on your plate while you wait (laughs) (laughs)
1: there's cake on your plate while you wait I love that oh my goodness that is great I want to read a section of your book it says take a breath and repeat these words several times God has good things for me even here in the midst of my hardest moments I embrace the truth that I am loved seen and enough I embrace the truth that God loves me and will never leave I loved that quote all right, so let's talk about another. We're going to switch gears a little bit. We are in this season. We have this here and now perspective that we could have our cake on our plate. What did you say? Because I loved that.
2: It's not just pie in the sky when you die, but there's
1: cake on your plate
2: while you wait.
1: While you wait. That is great. I love it. One <laughs> of the things that I want to talk about is how important community is when you are faced with a life that's falling apart. And in your book, you talk about the women who gathered around Jesus and that they didn't turn away from community in their hard time, in their, their places where they were hurting, but they, they turned towards community. Mm. And those women, you said those women looked up to Jesus and he was beaten and flogged, breathing his last on the cross. Their world shattered. They had found life in this man and now he was dying. Despite the suffocating weight of grief and confusion, none of them turned away to cope alone. Instead, they stepped further in, wrapping their arms around each other, holding one another up. And you say, one thing I've learned along the way is that thriving is a team sport. Tell us more about how we can participate in that team sport of thriving Mm. well
2: let me just say this first and that because this was a hard-earned lesson for me because i might be the only one but i suspect i'm not that actually community is quite scary it's quite a scary place yes i have my family i had amazing friends and um but really i and i Tell this story in the book. I had a cancer navigator who was there to help me navigate my cancer journey, who kept encouraging me to join a cancer support group, to join, you know, colorectal cancer Facebook groups and all this, and to find community. And everything in me didn't want to. I fought her tooth and nail. Partly it was arrogance. I was like, I don't need them. I'm absolutely fine. But a lot of it was fear because. I didn't want to be vulnerable, I didn't want to share how I was feeling, but also I didn't want to get close to people who, quite frankly, could well die on me, just mm. like my mom and my sister. And so community was quite a scary place for me, despite the fact, you know, I'm an extrovert who hasn't met a silence she can't fill. And so it was quite scary. But what I learned along the way was that, we, yes, we need to lean in towards the community that we already have around us. But we also need to step out towards the community um, at large where, where people are that get us, that are dealing with similar things. So, you know, if you have a child with ADHD or epilepsy, go and find other parents with kids with ADHD or epilepsy so they, you can love and support one another. This, um, you know, we need people who can say, I get it. This helped for me. And I eventually found those people in um, cancer support groups online, in Facebook groups and stuff. And it's been an enormous, enormous help. Um, but I always talk about this kind of community conundrum where we want it and we crave it. And I believe that's because we are created in God's image, and he is, by his nature, community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But at the same time, we're a bit fearful of it, because it's a bit scary and high risk, because people are people.
1: I know. What's that saying where people say, well, church would be great, except for the people? That's That's not nice. Being a
2: pastor's wife, I can attest to that.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, another thing that I want to talk about, outside of the community, which is so important, you give seven practical steps or ways, practices, that we can learn to thrive. And Mm. I don't have those in front of me, but I bet you know them because you wrote the book.
2: I do. And, And maybe Elaine, I wish I could say to people do these seven things, and your life will snap back into shape, and everything will be hunky-dory, and you'll have no problems ever again. But it's not a quick fix. Fake it till you make it. This is practices to um, to lean into and and take small steps. It's a, it's a, a roadmap. Um, And I'm sure there are other things out there. But I talk about, well, first of all, we've got to build ourselves a good foundation. We've got to replace the rubbish we believe about ourselves and God with truth. But then the seven practices are, first of all, to choose brave. And choosing brave isn't about being brave. It's about choosing brave. And it doesn't have to be big. Just intentional. You know, if you've got depression, getting out of bed in the morning can be a really big, brave step. Um, And then I talk about trusting God. It's really hard to trust God when life falls apart. We think we're going to trust God when life falls apart because trusting God when life's easy is easy. (laughs) But so I talk about um, planning to trust and then trusting the plan. And I actually gave myself. And I put it in the book, a five-step plan to trust God. And so when I don't feel like it, I go through these five steps, and it really helps me to build my trust in him and to let go of all the stuff I'm holding on to instead of him and um, put my trust in him. So let's choose brave, trust God, find community. As you said, thriving is a team sport. And then when we're in community and with others, you know, we need to be vulnerable. You know, stiff upper lips need chapstick. So we've got to learn to be vulnerable with others and with God. So often we're not vulnerable with the one who knows us best. And then I talk about embracing the journey. You know, even the detours and the diversions and the dead ends and all the hard stuff, because it's when we embrace the journey that we meet God. In the midst of it. Then I talk about practicing gratitude, um, you know, for the good stuff and the bad stuff. We're told to give thanks in all things, but it's not that easy. And so we talk about flipping the script on, um, on our gratitude. And then reaching out. I was very um, hesitant about Uh, stretching myself too thin, and um, helping others felt like the last thing I could do. You know, my world had shattered, and being the glue in somebody else's just felt like too much. But actually, reaching out in small acts of kindness was hugely filling, Um, and it didn't need to be big or extravagant. And so those seven tools, um, choose brave, trust God, Find community, be vulnerable, embrace the journey, practice gratitude, and reach out. In each one, I share a bit of my story. I share a bit of another thriver's story, as I um, call them, because it's not just about cancer. I talk about Kristen, who's a triple amputee, Becky, who um, lost her Husband when she was eight months pregnant with their second child there 's joy who struggled with eating disorders, grace who 's got brain tumors todd who 's got chronic pain. you know this these guys have have learned or are learning to thrive and not just to survive and to find more of God when life has hands them less. So I wanted to share their stories, and then, like you said about the women that followed Jesus, I share some often forgotten women of the Bible as well and how they um, put these practices into practice.
1: (laughs) Nikki, that is awesome and amazing that you were able to give us such practical applications to help us get through this. We are almost out of time. We have about three minutes left, and I want to make sure that we have time to pray for the listeners. And they're going to have to go get your book, Breathe Again, How to Live Well When Life Falls Apart by my guest, Nikki Hardy. And I want you all to go get that book. You can find it at all the places where books are sold. And you can also find out more about Nikki at Nikki Hardy. Party.com. Nikki. would you help me close out the show and pray for the listeners who are in a place where they are just feeling like life has just fallen apart and they really don't know how to take even that first step?
2: Amy Elaine, I would love to. Lord, I thank you that even when life isn't good, you are Lord, I thank you that you see and know every single person listening today, that you know their heartache, their pain, their grief, their longing, their hopes and their dreams. And Lord, I pray that you would, um, that you would make your peace and your presence felt, that they would see you move. Lord, I thank you that with you, life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full. Thank you for that full, abundant life you came to give us. When we're battling the storms of life, Lord, help us breathe. You are the breath of life. Let us breathe you in more and more. And we pray these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.
1: Oh, amen. And I'm going to add to that prayer. Lord, I just ask that you would show up in the life of the listener today who feels like they can't even take that first step, that they don't Mm. know how to breathe again. They feel like they are suffocating under all the pressure and all the things that are coming against them. Lord, I pray that you would show up for them in such a tangible way that they would feel your presence, that they would know that you are with them, that they are never alone and that they can trust you, like Nikki's been talking about. Lord, we just trust you in all our ways. We lean not to our own understanding, but we trust you because you are faithful and true, and you show up when we cry out. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Oh, Nikki, this has been so much fun. We just have just a moment before we have to jump off the air, but I am so glad that we have had you here today and enjoyed this conversation so much and really want people to go out and get your first book, Breathe Again, because I know it's going to be such a blessing to them. Do you have a last 30 second thought of what, if you could say one thing to those listening, what would you say about their world falling apart?
2: I would love to just say there is more. God has more for you, even though you might feel like you're at the end of yourself. He has more. He has more life, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all those things. He has more for you.
1: Oh, that's such a good word, Nikki. Thank you so much for being with us. Y'all go check her out at NikkiHardy.com. And thank you for joining us today for Real Victory Radio. Go out and live a victorious life. Go courageously. Thanks for being with us today.
0: We hope you are encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to AmyAlain.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com Murphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 A.M. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory. Radio.